Hello, it's good you're here. Today is March 1st, Friday, in the second week of Lent. Let's turn our thoughts to the Bread of Life sermon. There is a magnificent scene in season three of The Chosen, a popular television series about the life of Jesus, in which the Lord multiplies the loaves and the fish to feed the thousands. It gives one a sense of the crowds that were drawn to him. In fact, right after Jesus fed the multitudes, he withdrew to the mountain alone since he knew they were going to carry him off to make him king. His followers would later find him in a synagogue in Capernaum, and it was there he would give his Bread of Life sermon. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. The bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. John chapter 6 Verse 51. His followers began to quarrel and get angry. In Jewish tradition, there were laws against eating an animal's flesh with blood, let alone a person's. This would have been the moment for Jesus to clarify that he was merely speaking symbolically. He did not. Instead, he intensified his language. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. John chapter 6, verses 53 to 55. At this, many disciples left. So Jesus asked the twelve apostles if they wanted to leave, too. Peter responded, To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. John chapter 6, verse 68. In the Eucharist, we receive the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. For more than 2,000 years, the Church has clung to this teaching. And now for our Gospel. After arresting Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter was following at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter sat down with them. Luke chapter 22, verses 54 to 55. Luke struggled but told the truth when Judas kissed Jesus. He does the same now when the disciples abandon Jesus. He knows they fled when Jesus was led away, and they are 
pointedly absent from the scenes that follow, but he doesn't draw attention to their flight. The most noticeable detail in this passage is that Peter was following at a distance. All four Gospels note this. Jesus, on the other hand, is never described as distancing himself from anyone, ever. In the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, there is a point when many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. John chapter 6, verse 66. Jesus turned to the twelve and asked if they wanted to leave too. It was Peter who stepped up and said, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. But now it's Peter who, having abandoned Jesus at the arrest, follows only at a distance. Perhaps my relationship with the Lord is a back-and-forth thing, too, sometimes close, sometimes at a distance, or perhaps I keep part of my life at a distance. A helpful reflection might be to picture Jesus quietly asking me, Do you also want to leave? An honest conversation about that might produce some surprising results. Spend some quiet time with the Lord.